All right, we're not going to waste any time. We drive straight into the issues that are going to be dominating the room dividers. Uh, remember the hashtag room dividers, hashtag MSW 60 That is the WhatsApp voice note if you want to be part of the conversations, part of the discussions that we are going to be having on the show tonight. It's on Metro FM 96.4 as well as Radio 2000 97.2 to 100 FM. MSW at sabcsport.co.za, hashtag MSW, whichever form of communication you are with us here, right on the button when it comes to rugby. We're going to be giving you a statement which has been written by none other than Peter de Villiers. His formal press statement will be read out shortly on the show for the very first time. Uh, it hasn't gone out publicly as yet, in response to everything that has happened uh, with regards to his tenure as coach of the Sables. So listen out for that, because a lot will hinge on what is made of this particular press statement. But of course, Peter de Villiers will join us from our Cape Town studios on that matter. And that is why this press statement here will be read the minute he gets into that studio. And we've also got, I, I've got to put it out there, because uh, there was a paragraph or so uh, that was put out there in social media circles regarding the, the, the book uh, that the Beastam Dawarira has written. And I don't want us to confuse issues here. I think the bigger issue right now is to deal with that, that is Peter de Villiers and Zimbabwe, and we get that out and sorted before we even start to creep into what has happened around the Beast book. Uh, but let me just quickly inform you that just as we were going on air, Pan McMillan, responsible for the book itself, have, re- have issued a press release themselves. So it's a press release kind of show tonight. And it's okay, we don't mind that. Let me quickly read this one to you because it is fresh out of our inbox. It says, well-renowned rugby player Tendaim Dawarira, also known as The Beast, will be launching his much-anticipated book written with veteran sports journalist Andy Capistano on the 1st of July, 2019. Now, the book shares insights into The Beast's relationship with mentors and those who have helped to shape his career as a powerhouse of South African rugby fraternity. Now, his impressive career makes for an exhilarating story uh, that is a true page-turner. Now, the Beast documents his relationships as they are multidimensional, and while he may be critical regarding some aspects regarding key figures throughout his life, he also shares his experiences with those same individuals that challenged him and those that built him and nurtured him throughout his career. A few commentators who have had pre-launch access to the book have honed in on one paragraph that they interpret as critical of former Springbok coach Peter de Villiers. However, they focus on a short extract. They fail to provide context within the greater journey of the rugby player. It is disappointing that commentators have failed to look comprehensively at the full story, which details the support de Villiers has given Dawarira over the years and respect him Dawarira has for the man who helped him on his Springbok journey. And quoting her, Peter was the coach who first picked me for the Springboks and stood by me through all the troubles with the Minister of Sport, so I'm really grateful to him, end quote, says Mtawarira in the book. 
Now, the book is an inspiring story of overcoming adversity and displaying resilience in the face of challenges to become one of the most successful rugby players of his generation. And that's where that press release comes to an end. You can digest it. You can make of it uh, what, what it is that you want to make of it. Another man who's released a book himself, who knows all about what books mean to greater society, is Tando Manana, uh, who joins me from our PE studios. Mr. Manana, uh, former Springbok and junior Springbok, Bulls Creek was flanked forward, SABC sport rugby analyst uh, joining me here. Good evening, sir. Welcome to the show. Yeah. What do you make of this here? Because we all read that paragraph that Pan McMillan are saying people are just zooming in, zoning in and honing into just uh, one aspect of it. But it's a very powerful aspect, isn't it? Just pause on that. I don't want to waste that. That is valuable information. And thank you so much, everyone on Twitter saying you can't hear Tando Manana, uh, the we're going to try get everybody who's involved here uh, to try make sure that we can. I can hear you loud and clear, but obviously yeah. out there you can hear me, etc. Yeah, I can but hear you loud and clear. So that that is the only one that is that is not working. Let me let me try if I can hear Peter De Villiers in Cape Town. Peter, good evening. Good evening, Rob, and thank you for having me on your show again. Yeah, well, I, I hope. Give us an indication out there again on Twitter. If you guys can hear Peter de Villiers, uh, we're going to be working on the Manana situation in a second so that we can have a proper, proper... Uh, okay, Manana, let's try you again. Uh, Tando? Can you hear me now? Am I audible? Yeah, I believe I'm, get, I'm getting the thumbs up here all round. So they're saying Peter's loud and clear. Manana's also coming through loud and clear. And that makes me extremely, extremely happy, which means we can do this thing. I think it's probably on the, one of the, uh, it's probably on Metro where we kind of have a bit of a problem now and again. But I think uh, Radio 2000, everybody uh, seems to be giving me the thumbs up all round. But nonetheless, though, yeah. l- l- let's get on with it. I apologize, um, but it looks like our technicians have, have got this thing sorted out. And sure, Manana, as you're taking yeah. us through this journey, you, yeah. you said you had an approach which you were not very happy with. You yeah. took a stance because that is not the journey that you wanted to portray. Yeah, very much so. Because, Rob, you've got to remember, no one can write a story without having uh, the feel, the good feel about your story. Because it's not about money when you put your, your, your life out there. It's about the experience. It's what you want to leave behind. Uh, not many of us have got the guts to do so. So uh, very few of us. Now, when this happened, uh, immediately for me, I saw it as a cheap shot. Because the selling point here, if you read, is the incompetency. That's where the point I'm pointing out of Peter de Villiers. Yeah. All the others, what is done? Uh, Rob is put aside is we don't we're not hearing how he mastered uh, those five wins against New Zealand no 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 he's played 11 times against the All Blacks he's won five he's lost six we're not hearing how he mastered that how did he master the British and Irish Lions tour Rob uh, Robert and also in his first team he had six players of color included Tondarai Shavanga Brian Mujati all those players Gatlos Tienkamp those were players that were, some of them were coming from the 2007 era, but some was a mixture of the new crop. And in so doing, Peter de Villiers gave 
The following week, it was against Wales, 2008. That's how I remember the whole picture, Rob. Played against Wales. Beast got his debut then yeah. to what he has now. So when I saw that and I and I looked back and I saw who the writer was and where that chapter, remember, the writer decides where the chapter goes to which media house. So this particular one went to the Netwerk 24. It went to that and they had to read the extract, obviously write about it. But this is what came out is they were all uh, putting the big... Uh, I, eyes on the Peter de Villiers uh, uh, situation. Why? Because they still want to bang on the incompetency. That is why we've never heard of the good that is done ever since. We only want, or they only want us to know about the incompetency of a Peter de Villiers. And that's where the selling point where I'm feeling this book is headed to is mm. we must read about the incompetency. Where is he incompetent? If they are saying, or as quoted in that thing that uh, uh, Victor Matfield, John, John Smith, for example, has never coached any team after post-pro uh, uh, international. Never. He's never been successful in anything. What we know is where the Sharks are currently, it's because of a John Smith. Secondly, Victor Matfield, he's been at the Bulls, he's been at the Lions, and he's gone back to the to the Bulls. He then uh, decided to, to, to run away when he was offered the, this year the super, uh, the, the, the super Rugby job. If he was a coach that is seen to be the greatest guy that uh, was at the helm when Peter de Villiers was there. Why is he not successful as a coach? A Fourie Dupree, why is he not the best coach currently? If those are the guys said in that quote that these were the guys running or steering the ship. Yes, Rob, we all understand when you have senior players, leaders, leading role, the practicing session requires your senior players to guide and take responsibility. Is there something wrong if Peter de Villiers allowed that? No, there's nothing wrong because the game has moved beyond uh, any doubt, Rob, that the senior players, that is why they play a big fundamental uh, in, 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 in today's rugby. Look at Sia Colisi, for example. When they talk about leadership, they talk of there's a leadership group of Dwayne Fermielen uh, that is around him, Henry Pollard. Now, those are the senior players as well that the current coach, uh, himself finds himself that he's got to contend with in the situation but we don't hear the incompetency of that another thing Rob, brian habana yeah. 2010 out of form wanting to break uh, the late just van der Vestes and record who gave him the opportunity to don that green and gold for him to come back and be in form in fact he only broke that record during the 2011 world cup who was at the helm it's peter de villiers so what i'm saying is we are blindfolded because certain people still push a different agenda and that has got to stop we've got to give credit where it's due and yes any coach has made mistakes and peter de villiers have said at some point or the other he's also taking uh, uh, you know some some decisions that he regrets but we are forgetting that there is more positive than the negative in his story once he was at the helm Even yeah what is currently happening i was going to say that given this little chunk that came out of the book the pre-launch access to the book, which is what uh, Pat McMillan are talking about here. And you rightfully said, I don't know if you said it before, after we realized that you were not on Metro FM, is who was it pre-launched to? Because my argument about this is mm. that why use a selling point to run down that that was one of the most successful coaches of the Springboks and you use it deliberately? And you know you're using it deliberately so that you can sell the book. But yeah. you're using one man who held 
this country together when it came to successes, when it came to Springbok coaching? Wrong, who, I, where where was said, it launched uh, to? Who was it given it, to? It, it will be launched on the 1st of July. No, who, who was given access to this pre-launch little tidbit? It's the, it's, okay, it's the media house. Remember, you've got a ghostwriter. Yes. So the ghostwriter sits with the publisher. So they decide, I want to take this to City Press. This chapter will go to City Press. Then I'm taking this chapter uh, to Times Media. Sunday Times. Sure. I'm taking this chapter to a rugby magazine, SA Rugby magazine. I'm taking this chapter, uh, uh, this extract, in fact, not chapter, this extract, I'm taking to Network 24. They identify the chapter, that's the ghostwriter, Andy Capastano, the, the commentator, uh, who normally also used to write ones for Mail and Guardian, for example. So what I'm trying to say is, it was his decision where he feels this one is better suited for this media house, for them to have a look at the extract and review the book based on that. That is what happens before you launch the book, is you give out the extract to the media houses for review purposes and to talk about that chapter in particular. And then from there, uh, we see how it goes. Remember, it's your target markets. So that market, for example, would always... Uh, see Peter de Villiers in the light that they see him. Instead of that chapter going to City Press, it was not deemed good enough there because somewhere at City Press, they might not even look at that chapter or that pro or, or, or the particular uh, uh, context that we're talking about. They might look at other things, but they particularly went with that because they knew that is the selling point for this book. We will go, we'll create the buzz, and that is what exactly is happening now. And therefore, you have two different uh, moods around the book. One, of ungratefulness. Two, of people who are still insinuating uh, Peter de Villiers not being one of the most successful coaches that we've had pro post-democracy. All right. The, the man who made a decision to pick uh, the beast in the first place, and I know that, as I said earlier, that uh, we're going to move into the bigger issue, the, the bigger issue of coaching Zimbabwe, ironically, which is where the beast is from, um, is Peter de Villiers. Uh, but while we thrash out this issue, get it out the way before we move on uh, to Peter de Villiers' press statement regarding his international rugby coaching career with Zimbabwe. Let me welcome you officially, Coach. Welcome to the Room Dividers. Oh, it's, a, it's a difficult uh, um, situation here in a comfortable sitting here <clears throat> while I've been discussed, <laughs> discussed you know. Um, one thing jumps to my mind and that is um, a problem can't solve the problem. Something else outside the problem must must come and solve the problem. At this stage, I, I, I it deemed or seemed that as as if I am the problem in this country. So, so we need another small country to come in and to come solve the problem. You know, maybe take me out. But what, what do you make of it, though? Yeah, it might be a little chunk um, of a book that is being said. Yeah, there might be other extracts that are very complementary of what you've done. Uh, but we can't run away from the fact, though, that uh, th there's always a need here, Peter de Villiers, uh, to feed into the thinking that you inherited this wonderful golden generation of players uh, where a lot of the players were the work of another coach who we should always now bow down to as having been the uh, the be all and end all of uh, rugby in south africa yeah firstly um um i don't want to say anything on 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 what is in the papers about this because um i'm quite tired of of black on black violence by now um we all been used by some some sinister force out there um to divide us so that we we actually think that um, 
uh, while well, we owe we owe them everything for our existence, you know. So um, yeah, things are things are actually not what you really see. Um, people's been paid to say a lot of things in life, um, and I'm not implying this is the same thing, but it's 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 sad that you won't hear the same stuff from from Victor or John about me. Uh, all those guys, Brian Abana, you won't hear the same stuff from me or about me. Um, it is said that that, that 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 he will say that. And if you look at how I fought to 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 actually actually get him citizenship in South Africa, and how I fought to get him to be selected for this team, and how I fought for 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 his teammates to accept him for who he were. Um, yeah, it's exactly it's it's it's, it's sad and to to listen and to see this kind of stuff. But then again, um, I understand it. I do understand that. That that we have we allow ourselves to be controlled by by either outside forces or money or or power or all those kind of things. So so yeah, I just hope him um, uh, to to get well soon um, so that um, he can actually fight for a place in the World Cup. Talking about fighting for a place, you fought for him. You gave him his first opportunity to showcase his great talent and great talent that saw him really break records as far as number of caps are concerned. Had you not had faith and trust in him and his ability, Peter de Villiers, you obviously wouldn't have gone this route because you were under scrutiny for more than just your ability as a coach. You were under scrutiny for the way you address press conferences, the way you spoke, the anecdotes that you threw out. I think you were the most under scrutiny coach we've ever had for anything other than coaching and your results and your results speak for themselves. I'll repeat them later. If people have a doubt about that, there's no problem with that. But for you, here's an individual who is now in South Africa with an opportunity to play for South Africa and ends from our next door neighbors, no doubting how good he is a rugby player. Just take me through the moments leading up to you feeling that need to say, you know what, you'll back it up, you'll justify it. He has to be in that Springbok squad. Well, he was a number eight. Um, he had some ball sense. Um, uh, very quiet and, 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 and you couldn't use him as one of your senior group um, because he had that mentality of, of um, uh, submissiveness, if you can call it that way, from, from coming from Zimbabwe, you know. They always everybody else is better than them, and um, and some players weren't actually happy that that he were there. But but I could see something in him. I could see that 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 that, that there's a lot of potential that we have to fulfil. Um, and it took hard work and belief to get him there. That's number one. Number two, um, everybody talks about the team that we inherited from Jake White. Eighty percent of those team, of that team, I coach either under 19 or under 21. So so if I if we go that route, he inherited that from, from, from us, you know. Secondly, thirdly, the press, the press weren't very happy with me because I'm the first coach that they didn't write into a job. And so they didn't have a lot over me. They, they couldn't force me to do what they, what they want me to do and they couldn't get teams released um, in their favor early and they didn't like it. And, and, and one thing I learned from the South African rugby press after I've studied them is that they aren't not, they're not up, up to scratch with, 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 with the game. Technically, they're very poor. Um, and, and they 
came out and they asked me some bad questions. Now, maybe that was my downfall. I never give you a good answer if you ask me a bad question because I don't want to uplift your question to the to the to the stage where it look as if it was a good thing. If they asked me asked me bad things, I just gave them bad answers, you know. And and they couldn't handle it because none of the previous coaches did that before. People wanted to look good in the in the face of other people and I'm not there to to I didn't go to the university, I didn't pay for their studies and if they messed it up, why was I Come fix it. So they wasn't very, they, and up to today, they're not very technically very good rugby writers. They can't educate the public about things that happened. If they, if if you miss the rugby game, you can never pick it up in the in the press. Um, why did your team win or why did your team lose? Um, they are they are so uh, um, scoreboard binded that they that they only write up when the score is good. They write good. Um, uh, reports. If the score is bad, they write bad, write bad uh, uh, reports. So yeah, most of them didn't know how to ask rugby questions, and and I just made uh, my mind up. I will not. I will not um, actually uh, come down. Take them up to my level if they if they don't belong there. And that is the reason why they actually wrote in the papers the following, without using the the exact words. Mm. They actually wrote, Peter, you are too high up for us. You're gonna get hurt. It is very dangerous up there. You can't do this. You can't do that. But what they didn't understand, what was too high for them, was normal for me because I operated at that at that at that level, you know, and. Um, for people who, who actually got hope from my from my four years that, that I were the caretaker of the Springboks, I am very happy that I could bring that kind of hope for, for the country, that I could unify it because up to today people call you still coach, you know, and, and, and you feel good about it. So, so yeah, and the last thing that I want to say is that with that same team that, that everybody raving about, it's a, it's, it's a previous coach's team. If you look at the records that we broke with those players up um, uh, when I took them over, um, especially in New Zealand and all around the world, um, if I used his players and I used them better than what he could use them, then, then there must be something that I did right, you know. And, um, and quite, quite, quite rightfully, they were experienced players. They did win the World Cup. So why would I go in there and change the whole thing? I mean, even even the the, the lineouts, we stick with stuck with the lineouts. And people ask me, why aren't you changing the lineouts? And no, you don't change the thing that worked. You know, because we're not coaching a Peter de Villiers team here. We're coaching the team of South Africa here. And 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 I think that my management style and and the way I understand people and how I can identify. Um, uh, not talent, but 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 identify uh, the the guy's abilities to 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 actually become better than that. I think that is, was everything in my favor. And the last thing that I want to say is that Gary and Dick, um, I, I I played under some coaches in South Africa who never allowed me to grow, and I gave them direction. And you can ask them how much we fought about things, and they were despondent about. This is my way. If you don't go out and do it this way, and then we're not gonna, I'm not gonna allow you to do anything. But I never stepped into their space because I respected the people. Now, now I, I, I made a joke out of this whole thing one day when I, when we addressed a, a, a breakfast, 
Um, somebody asked me, he heard that Gary and Dick is is doing the job. I say, yeah. I mean, look, where are you sitting at the breakfast? You're the CEO of a company. I am too. And everybody else is doing your job while you are sitting here. So they work for me. They must do my job. And um, but but one thing I can tell you, even for them, um, I allowed them to grow in the space that, that they 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 were. But for the players. Um, I got John the other night and, and Victor that shootout of, of Supersport and and one thing that made me actually feel very good about myself is is when 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 John said he's un, he doesn't understand now why I did things like that and he never had the freedom from anybody else in life to grow and to take responsibility so giving them the responsibility they could actually read what's going on to the field but guys who weren't seniors then guys who couldn't who didn't understand the game and were the only there because of of of, of the opportunities and, and and to grow they will never understand what you really did for 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 the sport sure I'm going to switch to Manana in a second. Mm. Just one question, though, because after the news, I, I, I don't want us to be talking about this book. I want to be talking all things Zimbabwe. Yeah, we're selling this book now for him, and I don't want to do that. For yeah, me. but that's why I'm saying that I, I want to move away from this after the news. But a, a quick one, which is a very straightforward thing, is that when you're given a break by a certain coach, uh, especially representing a country, I would imagine that anybody worth the assault would then say, Coach please contribute towards my book. Coach, do you want to write a foreword? Coach, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? Were you approached at all to play or form or contribute anything in this book, Coach Tavillias? No, I only heard about this thing when, when, when the media called me on Saturday while I was down doing coaching courses in, in George and in, in Port Elizabeth, trying to get coaches to the standard where they... And, and I had such a great time with them. Coaches sitting to me, Yal, you know so much about the game. Why are we wasting you? And why aren't you part of this? But 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 then I had this bad news and, and it actually came as a, as, a, as, a, as a negative. But then again, I said to myself, you know, if you, if you, if you don't grow a, a, a thick skin... Um, little things like that will make you despondent, take away your smile. And when pe- when you work with people, people don't see the confidence in you. So no, he never he never called me. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with it because because people can make their own choices. People can 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 do whatever they want to do. But um, there's one thing that I really want to want to to stress, and that is um, sometimes when we get things so easy, you don't know how hard other people fight for you you tend to forget that you actually blessed and you want to make it your own and at this stage i i just really hope with all the great talent that we do have i really hope for him that he will will actually make it to the world cup because it will be great for his career to end it off at that level you know all right Peter Davilias, I, I understand your talk, and I've, I've learned and I've grown to understand your talk. It, it's, it's loaded what you say, mm. and I'm not going to challenge you. Manana, you know mm. Peter Davilias as well. He won't step into the mold of talking about breaking an 87-year hoodoo where he was able to beat the All Blacks in Dunedin. I know that he won't step forward and talk about them being able to bounce back in 2009, beating a touring British and Irish Lions uh, before they secured South Africa's third Tri-Nations title where they beat the very same New Zealand home and away in the process. I know that the last two years, people talk about mixed fortunes, uh, quarterfinal exit in the, in the Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. Uh, but w- one of the things is removing that pain of the All Blacks collective. 53% Mm. 
of those encounters against what they call the old enemy was sorted out by this man that we're chatting to right now. He says he was not afforded an opportunity to contribute to the book, which is 100% right. There's no problem. But for me, it was a telling question because it answers why we are here, where we are now, trying to piece together what has happened. Correctly so. But Rob, just from my side, I think Peter has said enough and people are listening. Let me remind South Africans once again, and I've always said the enemy's desire is to erase, especially us. No one is mentioning how white head coaches fail and black assistant coaches are blamed for those failures and incompetencies. I'll make a typical example. Paul True was blamed for Robbie Fleck's failures. He left. What happened? This year, I read each and every weekend, Rob, anything they write about all the franchises. No one is talking about Stormers scoring the least tries, ending last in their conference. But a year ago, there were reasons why Stormers failed. We're not hearing that, Rob. We are not hearing those things. Also, which is very important, players, and I'm saying this because some of them are listening or some Uh, that aspire to become professional players are listening to the show. Players don't understand the personal battles that Peter de Villiers just talked about. The challenges of a coach when it comes to white supremacy and the institutional racism that is within rugby. That is why you hear of the mafia. There is no name but the mafia. They are made to feel they belong and it's all inclusive and equal. But what they don't realize is how far removed from the truth it actually is once they stop playing. Let me make an example. Not everyone or not every black retired player can retire privilege like Beastim Tawarira. It's a fact, Robert Marawa. What does that mean? What what do you mean privileged? All right. Let's compare the two. If you look at, for example, and I'm thinking here, just out of out of out of anyone, I'll pick. I'll pick a guy that recently wrote when the job about the cheetahs uh, advertising Franco Smith having left, and uh, into mine came a young man who's been coaching at Perkins, done wonders as won a varsity cup, Jonathan Mukwena. Yes. If Jonathan Mukwena speaks out about the inequality and unfairness, who will find a job for him? He is unable. To open up his mouth. And that for me is the two difference. Is the coaches that he speaks about. Gary Gold. Dick Muir. Those coaches. They are walking into jobs continuously. Yet the head coach who gave them the opportunity in 2008. Rob, He even offered John Mitchell to come on board as an analyst or an assistant coach. John Mitchell at the time was also friends with Dick Muir, knew Gary Gold, but Peter De Villiers did not think about if he brings them, he's bringing the, uh, divisions. No, he spoke to him because he wanted people uh, to come and add value at the time he was at Western Force. And lastly, Rob, to answer you, look at Rudolf Stroyley. Where is he now? He's at the Lions. Am I correct, Rob? Yep. He's done Come the road. Yep. Does it come to mind? Yep. But... Where is he now? He is the CEO. That is what I'm talking about, Robert Marau. Some of our coaches are afraid to open up. 
But afraid until when? Because you know, unashamedly, and 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 one day this will this will come out if if we do get to to pen down that that is a book. Is that a lot of what is said on this show has resulted in a whole lot more. And and I'm being <laughs> I'm being guarded here because the issues that are are spelt out, Manana de Villiers. Mm. Do not sit well with people that claim to own this thing called rugby in this country. It doesn't sit well with them. In fact, they'll go to any lengths to make sure that they cripple the voices that are on the show. And we've seen this happen many, 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 many times before on the Room Dividers. Yeah, It's because people, even people that don't even follow rugby. Remember, this is a, a microcosm of life. This is a microcosm mm. of what happens in society right now. And rugby still stands as one of those that stand out, that reflects what South Africa is all about right now. What happened when some of us were booted out of radio in 2017? Yeah, remember that, Rob, Re- Remember who was, was the first person? About this time. Yeah, it was who, around about this time. Who was the first person who we've tried many, many times before to get onto the show was never available, but the first show available for the room dividers, he was in studio. Mm. Or he was available to be in studio. To talk about rugby right and Correct. that's the ceo of saru he was he never all, appeared he was he, all of a sudden he's, he's got a name rob Ru-ru-ru. that's what i'm that saying the correct. ceo he was all of a sudden available to be on the room dividers available exactly. to be on this platform when yeah. all along we had opened it up to say be available no you guys and, are too negative no you guys thief, are headless and the thief zandri van rensbeck also was on the show the thief so he's a thief. He was on the show. Why do you say he's a thief? Don't worry. We've spoken about it. Rob, there's just a message that came across and I want to read this because uh, these people saying this, this is what I'm saying. Peter talked about it. Yeah. This journal went ahead without our knowledge and it's regrettable because this detracts from a good book. It was leaked, Rob. Yeah. Before it went out, we spoke about it. Because they know I know the process. But now there is a need for them to correct it. And I want to read it here because they're listening, Rob. And that is the Pen Macmillan. Now, who leaked it? It's for them to find out. Because Re- it's out there. Read it. You've got 20 seconds. I'm, I'm over. Time. You got to go nice to, to hear you. I wanted to just clarify that with this book, we actually sent out finishing copies last week. The extract having appeared on Sunday Times and City Press. We are due to go out on the 7th. This journal went ahead without our knowledge, and it is regrettable because this detracts from a great book. We will send you a copy as soon as possible. Best wishes. Same people that published your book. That is indeed correct. Ken Macmillan. All right. Great. We'll come back after the news. Uh, We'll chat to Peter de Villiers. We'll chat to Tando Banana. Um, I want to steer away from this book completely when we come back from the news. I know that um, Mudupi standing by Mudupi, you there i'm here rob how are you bro oh i know you got headlines man of racism and a certain van damme hey oh yeah good stuff living by the name go ahead Hashtag NSW. rob Sianda in cape town i often hate this period you know when senior players or players are near the end of their careers when they start writing things which they never shared during their playing days somehow you know messing other people's careers messing other people's credibilities and so forth 
I don't want to take away business right, you know, to, to freedom of expression or whatever you want to call it, as some people have been calling it on a day. But I think it's utterly irresponsible of him to make th- those comments, especially against the person who has given him a chance to play rugby in South Africa, even at a time when there was a greater push even from government for him to play. It's absolutely nonsensical that he would have said these kind of things about Peter Bidivillias, let alone the fact that, you know, he, he knows exactly, you know, you know, the dynamics around the name Peter de Villas and how much, uh, you know, uh, talk it generates in, in the circle in South Africa. I'm not surprised, though, that he made him his easy picking, as Tando is saying. It's the way in which he could sell the book. He couldn't find any other name. But he's really degenerated himself into an end, you know, out of this thing. I really hate what he has done. Rob, um, Mr. de Villas um, was a fantastic coach for me. He broke so many records and then we were able to defeat New Zealand, etc, etc. Um, the problem is politics. Ne? Politics come into sport and then they spoil our sport. Ne? And then the media also, I, I find the media um, very, 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 very guilty in this regard of showing people what is not happening behind the scenes, showing people what they want the people to believe from the political influence. Ne? So the media made us um, see things from this perspective that there were negative comments about um, Mr. De Villas. Ne? So it was more about the, 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 the face value of things rather than looking at the results at hand, you see. So I believe that um, Mr. De Villas was not given a fair opportunity, a fair chance to, to, to take the springbok forward. Thus, after him, there, were, there was disaster. So I just want to say he was a fantastic coach and thanks for the contribution. All right, so give us uh, your thoughts, 0605842250. On Twitter, the Iron Duke tells us that, uh, and quote, says from Richie McCall, the best international side I've ever played was the question, the Springboks under Peter de Villiers in 2009. They were total package, end quote, from Richie McCall, says food for thought then. All right, with everything that's been happening around Peter de Villiers and his tenure as coach of the Zimbabwean national team, here's a press statement which I will read. I will get comment from Peter de Villiers as soon as I am done reading it. It goes as follows. In light of some negative sentiments in the public pertaining to my role as the Sables head coach, I have felt it appropriate to respond to some of the substantive issues. I'll address them in no particular order of importance, but state it is necessary to protect my brand as an international rugby coach and equally important, the integrity of my family. There is a dispute between myself as well as the Zimbabwean Rugby Union, and this matter is currently being handled by my legal team. It is my hope that this matter is resolved swiftly and amicably. Number one. Firstly, I would like to dispel the unfortunate narrative being banned about that my contract of employment with Zimbabwe Rugby Union was premised on me qualifying for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. This is not true at all. There is no express or implied condition in the terms of reference in my two-year contract that states this as an agreed condition for my employment. Number two, with regards to my appointment in Zimbabwe, I went through a standard interview process with ZRU's technical panel, and I was selected as the best candidate by a long shot. Brandon Dawson was appointed as my assistant coach. I did not appoint him. Number three. Our working relationship was short-lived and I had Dawson removed from my technical team. 
His removal was based on various reasons, including and not limited to his disruption of the team preparations. And most disturbing of all was his encouragement and motivation of negative behavior along racial lines amongst the players. His dismissal went through the ZRU Executive Disciplinary Consultation, headed by the President Aaron Jani, as well as Dawson, was found guilty and he was reassigned to head an academy. Thereafter, I was given the right to appoint my own assistant coach. Number four. Once again, I take this opportunity to thank the Sables captain. That's a Danford Mutamaringa. I might have messed that up, but yeah. Mutamaringa. Uh, saying that the Sables players for their courageous stand against my unjust and unpopular dismissal. Now, this was done at personal sacrifice and subsequent victimization. Number five, I've been reliably informed that Captain Denford has been stripped of his captaincy. I condemn this action by ZRU and like Honorable Tambam Liswa, the MP, throw my support behind the Sables captain, the gentle giant. At this point, it is my expectation that this will now shade some light. Uh, shed some light, I would imagine, on some of the issues and provide some much-needed clarity. It says, even the bad times are good, is the famous quote that we always know from Peter de Villiers. Let me play you an audio that we got from the Zimbabwean captain himself. When Coach Peter de Villiers joined Zimbabwe rugby, it was a good day. He was a man whose reputation uh, preceded him as a coach who was committed to excellence in nurturing relationships with his players. As soon as he began working with the team, he quickly established an easy rapport and connection with each of the players. The unfortunate reality is that in spite of his good intentions and constructive input that he, that he brought to the team, he was forced to deal with the presidium that restricted his ability to be fully impactful. They are an oversight organ there to provide support to the coach and players. However, it overstepped its parameters by consistently attempting to influence the team management, team selection, and other decisions within the parameters of De Villiers as the coach. De Villiers refused to be influenced in this way, and it was unprofessional and inappropriate as well as restricting <coughs> in terms of ensuring that he was able to fulfill his mandate with his players. He refused simply be placid figurehead that they are seeking and instead focused on fulfilling his mandate and building a strong rugby team with the potential for true greatness and success on the regional and international platform. Captain Mutamangira uh, chatting there on the issue of the exit of uh, Peter de Villiers. So we're going to be joined now by Gerald. Uh, the former board member, Mogurinyanga, who joins me on the line. Gerald, thank you so much indeed uh, for your time. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Uh, we, we heard there, Danford, just uh, giving an outline. We reread the statement uh, a short while ago, the press statement from uh, the coach, Peter de Villiers. Where do you stand on this and the fact that uh, Peter de Villiers has had to endure all that he's had to endure? Uh, sorry, Rob, do you want to say the question again, please? No, I'm just saying from, from your stand, would you clarify, because you're a former board member of the Zimbabwe Rugby Union, 
what yep. what made you step aside? I mean, was it in part inclusive of what's happened here with Peter de Villiers? Well, I was a board member in the past, uh, before the new setup. Sure. Uh, but I've actually just come back to Redby, uh, especially in light of these uh, disturbances. And I want to put my voice. Uh, I believe uh, my voice is strong. Um, I don't want to be just an echo. So I put my voice and add uh, to, to, to those that are calling for the right thing to be done, which is why I've come back and I want to speak. And I've been speaking very strongly. What is your position? My position is very simple. It uh, aligns with the position of uh, many people that are pro-rugby, that are pro-compassion, that are human beings, that act humanly, uh, that think that the dismissal of PDV was poorly done, as it is riddled with a lot of controversy. Uh, I could also add that it was very unjust, and the biggest shock was that the dismissal could not uh, be appealed. Can you imagine that you lose a job and then... Uh, your employer tells you that, okay, you've lost a job, you cannot appeal this. So only a kangaroo court could make such a fallacious decision. So there's an obvious lack of uh, administrative expertise and, ex- and experience with the current Zimbabwe rugby administration. Uh, it's poor, it's pathetic, and it's a joke uh, that anybody would purportedly dismiss a murky coach of the ilk of Peter de Villiers uh, in the shambolic and uh, uncompassionate manner that they did. So... Uh, 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 I, I'm, you, you were just talking about uh, talking to the Zimbabwe captain, then from um, Tamangira, and yes. for the letters that the captain of the Zimbabwe squad, then from Tamangira, supported by a lot of people, uh, by most, if not all, of the senior national team players, has also issued a clear statement in support of uh, Peter de Villiers. Uh, you, you're also going to find that in the next few days, we're also going to have a lot of uh, influential rugby people supporting and even calling on the Minister of Sport to look into the charade of the dismissal of the former Springboard coach, uh, PDV. So there's a groundswell building up, and the clear call is for PDV to be reinstated immediately. So there's a storm gathering that is positively pro-Peter Villiers, and this is not the end of the PDV saga, rather this is just the beginning. And, and when you look at it, I mean, I was looking at the World Cup qualifiers and I think Peter de Villiers in that press statement does make it quite clear that it wasn't uh, part of the requirements from his side. They did their best with the talent that is out there. Do you believe, though, that uh, Peter should have been given enough time to build the team uh, for the 2023 Rugby World Cup? And who could be behind trying to get him out of his position? You know, I'm going to answer the, uh, your last part of the question first. Uh, who could be behind him? Uh, I mean, who could be behind uh, the plot? Yeah. The, yeah, Peter Villiers uh, is a very straight guy. From what I've learned in the, in the past few months that uh, he's been involved with the Zimbabwe rugby, he's very straight, very professional. Uh, so when you come into an amateur setup and you're professional and one thing's done properly, you're going to step on toes or be corrupt of people that don't want things done properly. So I'll, I'm going to mention that the vice president of the Zimbabwe Rugby Union, one notorious, Lawson Mutungiza, who in the past has had a lot of run-ins with the players, is the one who really desperately wants Peter Villiers out because uh, he also medals, he wants to interfere with the selection of the squad on who travels, who plays. So you can't do that. If you're not the coach, you can't in- involve yourself in the selection. Uh, of the players. So PDV, obviously, because of his background and because of his reputation and, and, and his expertise as a professional rugby coach, said no to that. So this guy, because he's used to doing that, he's always done that all his rugby life, uh, you know, felt very challenged. And then you obviously abuse his powers 
and influence the system like it's always done in the past to try and get Peter de Villiers out. Well, as, as, as for a question as to whether we uh, could qualify for the World Cup or I feel Peter uh, de Villiers would have been, uh, should have been given more time to build this squad. Yes, uh, it's very unfortunate, very sad, really, that we did not qualify for the World Cup. It was really an impossible task. Uh, given the poor administrative and support structures we have at the Zimbabwe Rugby Union. I believe that any top, any other top coach, even your Rassi Erasmus, your Steve Hansen, even the legendary Eddie Jones, would have found it extremely difficult to qualify given our amateur setup and the many allegations of interference by the, not, the, 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 the notorious uh, uh, vice president of the Zimbabwe Rugby Union, this Lawson Tongriza guy, that we also, uh, in fact, desperately want out. So we still have a long way to go to become professional. So who's please, keeping please, Lawson? Please. Who's keeping Lawson in in power right now and giving him the leeway? Even I, I think part of what I read the last time was that they were even doubting. I mean, imagine you've got a daughter who's suffering at the moment, taken ill to cancer. You want to doubt the reasons why a person has not been able to come through based on that. You know, for me, that in part with anything else, uh, again, Gerald said a lot about what you call a structure that is amateurish. You know what, it's, it's, I'll tell you, I was absolutely shocked uh, at the response of the Zimbabwe Rugby Union when PBV mentioned to them that you couldn't come on time because of the situation with his daughter. And it's even more ridiculous when you have a, 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 a situation in present where the Zimbabwe Rugby Union president himself, Aaron Jenny, suffers from cancer. He's got a, a serious, he's suffered, uh, I think his, his cancer is in remission. I pray that it stays that way. But he's suffered very badly from cancer in the past to the point where he almost lost it. So he knows the situation with cancer and, and how it can just uh, come up and be very aggravating. So the, the challenge we have really is that uh, of Mtongiza seems, the vice president seems to be more powerful, seems to be more influential than the, the president of Zimbabwe, right? you know, which actually doesn't make sense. I don't know how that works, but that is the situation we have at the moment where the vice president calls a lot of the shots. So I, I also suppose that the vice president is also taking, taking advantage of the fact that uh, the president himself has not been very well all of the times. So in the time that he has been away, uh, for whatever reason, uh, maybe he's gone off, he's flown out of Zimbabwe to go and see his uh, medical practitioners. Lawson Tungiza, this notorious vice president, is taking advantage and, and mended his, uh, his power in the system and tried to manipulate everyone and everything so that things can go his way. Right, Joel, let me quickly try and solicit a comment here from Peter de Villiers as well as Tando Manana, uh, who are listening very closely to all of this. Uh, Peter, you, your quick response there to Gerald, who's a former board member of the Zimbabwean Rugby Union. <laughs> Hello, Gerald. Um, Peter, yeah. Th- uh, thanks for being on the hi, show. Peter, hi, Peter. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? As I said with my previous um, conversation, I'm the one here. It's, it's uncomfortable for me to sit in a, in a situation where they speak about you. Um, but but I echo everything you say. And um, my biggest fight were with Lawson. And Lawson was the, uh, the one that Zimbabwe Union uh, uh, sent to the hearing to testify about my bad character and what whatever. And um, they, 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 they actually didn't pay my rent. My stuff is still in Zimbabwe. Um, the doors are locked, uh, locked there. And they said to the people that I had illegal dealings in my, in my flat. I don't know if it's Dacha or I don't know what else, but there was illegal dealings and big parties, big parties with women. And the people were actually 
um, <laughs> not very happy with me in Zimbabwe and all those kind of things. So, so yeah, I've been so bad mouthed that I that I don't even know myself when I look in the mirror. Sure. It's ridiculous. So, Tanda Banana, while we've got Gerald on the line, your reaction to this? I mean, it's, it's dominated the headlines in Zimbabwe, and it looks like it's an ongoing case. Yeah, thanks, uh, Gerald. Just for me, I've just seen huge amount of support, obviously, from uh, the Zimbabwe players who had an opportunity to also play against them in the rugby challenge that has just finished, Thank which you. saw uh, Tenderai, Shavanga, met a couple of guys, Ash. Uh, we played Zim, in fact, in the last game. I mean, the, the Zimbabwe, for me, has got too much talent. And, I mean, I'm sure that they aspire to return to the big league. Uh, and you spoke about, you know, not knowing exactly how you could get out of uh, or you can get the vice president out of uh, the, the Zimbabwe Rugby Football Union. Uh, I mean, surely there must be steps, a uh, vote of no confidence if one look. If I can ask, are there any provinces that make up the Zimbabwe Rugby Football Union? They, they are. I'm supposed to answer that, correct? Yeah. They are definitely provinces that make up the Zimbabwe. There's a very good structure. Amasa is a very good structure, which yeah. represents the entire country and other rugby uh, uh, associations, like your referees, your women, your, your, your schools, your junior schools, your high schools. So there is a very good structure. But what has happened now is that we have this one notorious vice president who, for one reason or the other, has managed to manipulate the system to do what he wants. But I can tell you right now, to, to answer your question, there is a ground spell. There's a lot of people that are getting together, good rugby people, people, some of them that have left the game, that are saying, no, 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 we can't allow this to go on. So we have come back together very strongly, very sol- solidly, and we want to support PDV, and we're calling for the reinstatement, like the capital of the Zimbabwe Sables announced a few days ago, we're calling for the reinstatement of the... Uh, 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 of disabled coach Peter Divinius because we want him back to come back and do his job in a professional environment. And then added to that, we are also going to be demanding uh, uh, for the ouster of this notorious uh, uh, vice president of Zimbabwe rugby union together with his president who allows him to carry on doing on this shenanigans. Gerald, thank you so much. I've got to end it there. I think um, we might carry on on this uh, topic next week again. Thank you so much for coming through and giving your honest opinions. You're welcome, bro. Thank you very much. Good evening. Thank you so much. Former board member there with the Zimbabwean Rugby Union. Uh, I mean, Gerald just spelt it out. Uh, would you ever go back, though, if the wish and the will of the people, Peter de Villiers, uh, were to be seen through? Robert, <clears throat> you know, um, there is nothing personal in this whole thing. Um, I've got a contract. I want to see that through, if I can. And the, the only reason for that is we, we, we actually changed the lives of so many people. Um, we took families on board. We, 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 we brought those, those guys who were, were actually suffering and struggling um, financially. We got them, we got them sponsors. Um, I had one of the bigger companies in Zim to sponsor three guys as their brand ambassadors. And then the union came to me and said, there's no way you can do things like that. Because the biggest fight was not the sponsor and the money. It was that the money must come through the union so that they can see what the players is worth before they can give them any, you know. So they wanted to, to, to have their hands in that, in that coffin too. Um, coffers too. So, so, so yeah, um, uh, the, the last words of the president is, you only hear 
to coach. You're not here to, to, to uplift people's lives. You're not here to actually get people to be players to be behind you. You say, before you came here, the players never had a voice. Now suddenly the players has a voice because I taught them that the game is so much, so much bigger than, 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 than any, any individual. But while you're there, if you want to be a role model, you have to, vo- uh, to, to, to let people hear your voice, you know, and, and if things doesn't go your way, do it in a professional way. And I, and I got a senior group together and I got guys who went to see the union about certain things. Um, there's, <clears throat> I mean, one of the things that was so bad, this Lawson guy that he talked about, we had a, a week-long camp and, and the equivalent of South African money that he wanted to give the players 20 rand for a week and there's doctors playing there, businessmen playing there. So I said to them, there's no way that you can allow this. I mean, how can he devaluate your, your life as a, as a person? And, and, and yeah, those are the things that people, uh, I mean, maybe I did, I did it wrong by trying to uplift the people and, and getting them to understand the game. Um, and, and be technical in what they were doing. But the one thing I know about rugby is that whenever you're done with this game, there's no emotion in this game that you don't find in life. And I want them to understand that whatever they do good and professional, and and that professional be be what you offer so that the payment can be a just reward on what you give. And I think they started to, 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 to buy into that one. All right, gentlemen, we are fresh out of time. I would like, Mr. De Villiers, uh, are you going to be available for us next week? I, I do hope so from the bottom of my heart. Mr. I don't think that I will miss your show again. I love that. Mr. Manala, <laughs> can you make an undertaking of a similar nature? Yes, I think you must ask Bev to make him a membership card now. <laughs> okay, I think we, we will. make a membership card. He now. has to, officially. He's become part of the room dividers. Yes, official. I love that. Mr. Manana, thank you so much. Thanks, Tando, I, That's why I love you, Tando. That's why I fought for you. Can you see? You're a man <laughs> with integrity, man. When's your book coming out, Peter de Villiers? Your second one? No, 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 no. The no this book's only... The oh, this book's only... <laughs> Goodbye, gentlemen. (laughs) Goodbye, goodbye. I've got to go. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Fresh out of time. Thank you so much indeed for the indulgence. Uh, Thank you so much indeed. All your comments are coming through. Hashtag MSW on social media, on Twitter. I am always standing by. Metro Vam, you'll continue with uh, the talk segment of the radio station. Thank you so much, Metro. We'll hook up again tomorrow, being what? A Wednesday, soccer nights.